Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to... One more time, I didn't click record. (laughs) Sorry. This is our fifth time, but that's all right because you will be welcomed sooner or later and take six or seven or eight or nine. Can we do one more? Thank you. Okay, I'm ready. Welcome to The Drive with Adrian and Melissa, a podcast created to encourage and empower people in motion, specifically educators and parents as they travel around the world. On The Drive, we navigate challenging questions in work, life, and all the in-between. We definitely don't have all the answers, but we're excited to explore and share the answers we discover during the ride. Come join us on The Drive. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Hey, y'all. It's your sister friend, your auntie, your bestie, Melissa Don, and I'm pulling up to this episode in my rental with birthday balloons filling up the back seat and blocking my rear view window. I also have the music blasting, especially I Love My Life by DeMarco. I love my life. 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 No, no, we don't know when tomorrow might bring God the future, the hours away. So me, I live my life today. Me, I live my life. So everybody have to sing it out. I love my life. I love my life. I love my life. Yes, y'all, I am pulling up with the music blasting. And you know what? That's cool for me because we benefit from taking some time to celebrate. We benefit from taking some time to look at what's behind us and only see the celebrations. You know, the happy times and the best of it all. Like my bestie says, what's the best that can happen? Sometimes we look back at our life and we say, oh, this thing happened and that thing happened. And you only saw the negative in the friendship. You only saw the problems in the school year or the struggle in the mandatory meeting with the teachers. So today I'm challenging you drivers to take a moment and let the balloons block what's in the rearview mirror and celebrate what is good and celebrate what you have been through. Okay, enjoy what's in front of you. Speaking of celebration, I have a quick shout out. I love listening to Kev on stage. And when he rented a car, he got upgraded to a Maserati. So just picture it, drivers. Just imagine you pull up to the rental car place and you're expecting to get your usual. But no, no, no. Kev on stage surprised all of us on Instagram by telling us that he was upgraded to the Maserati. And this is the part where you stop the song in the background that you didn't know was still playing. We are moving on. To the actual clip, okay? So, girl, this technology, sis, you with me over there? I'm here. We riding out this technology. (laughs) This technology, honey, I got the fancy podcasting equipment. And, baby, that means we need to be practicing. How do you play two clips back to back? Take number two on the amazing clip by Kev on stage. And take three. How about I unmute it so y'all can hear it from the beginning? (laughs) 
Didn't need to have this Maserati truck. Yes, he did. God said, Kevin, I want you to have this Maserati truck. I said, God, but I got the Corolla. It's paid off its old night. He said, Kev, no, 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 my son. The Maserati truck is what I want for you. Let me tell you how it became. I, I, I went to get my car, my Toyota fixed. The bumper was falling off. You know, a windshield was cracked. I took it to the, the auto body guy. I said, hey, you know what I'm saying? Fix that baby up. You know, she's paid off. We got to hold on to these things. Uh-huh. I had made a reservation at Enterprise across the street. I went over to the Enterprise and I showed him my reservation. For a so, of course, if you want to find out how God blessed him with the Maserati, you have to check him out on Kev on stage on Instagram. I love celebrating what God has done in his life. I was like, yes. So fast forward to this week when I go to the airport to get my rental car. I came up the escalator expecting to see no body because it's the holiday and everyone is out celebrating. But no, the line had about 15 people in it. So I get in the line. Then I look around because, of course, you know, I'm thinking I am not trying to be out here at the airport in this line for one hour. So as I look around, I notice a sign. The sign says Hertz pick up here. So I follow the sign thinking that maybe I could pick up my rental car instead of standing in the line because I already have a reservation. Well, the lady greeted me as the doors opened up and I walked into this open space that had one counter. And the lady says to me, how may I help you? I said, I'm here to pick up a rental car. And so she begins to tell me to walk over to where the names are to see if my name is there. Um, No, my name is not there. <laughs> of course, my name is not there because <laughs> I don't know where I am and I am not in the president's circle. But wait a minute, y'all. Just like Kev on stage, God wanted me to skip the line. He wanted me to enter the president's circle and to get my vehicle. <laughs> and so guess what? The lady still escorted me into the counter without my name being on the sign. And she said, just check in here. And check in, I did, okay? Yes, ma'am, I pulled up to the counter. And the man was so kind to me. And he showed me to my new rental car. Y'all know how I felt when I got in, right? Let me just go ahead and let y'all know. No, I did not have the Maserati yet. Because I'm still thinking that God wants me to also have a Maserati, okay? <laughs> but God did upgrade me. He did. And, you know, we are thanking God for a small blessing. And guess what he wanted me to have? He did not want me to have the economy. No, ma'am. He did not want me to have the basic. No, ma'am. God wanted me to have the premium, Adrian. Yes, drivers. Okay. <laughs> he wanted me to have the Marengo. And listen, Marengo and Maserati have the same beginning. So I am one step closer to getting to the Maserati, okay? <laughs> Marengo, Maserati, I love it. Yes, ma'am. So what about you, sis? How are you pulling up? I'm pulling up jet lag because I'm in an airplane. <laughs> and really, I've been on a few airplanes, so I can't even say I'm on an airplane. I'm on airplanes. Listen, we don't have questions for today to focus on because as you can see, <laughs> 
Our attention is all over the place, okay? Thank God we have already done the transparent conversation episode. We have all learned to stop struggling and just tell the truth, the whole truth. And the truth is, we have been on airplanes and birthday parades at Stone Mountain and currently recording this episode from two different countries. We taught online from the car, We called at least 40 different COVID testing locations. Am I right about it, Adrian? Yes, girl. Yes, girl. And how many forms did we fill out, Adrian? Girl, 10? Something like that? We filled out 10, 12, 15, 20. You would have thought we were teaching the children how to count by fives, all the forms (laughs) we filled out. We filled out at least 10 or 12 or 15 or 20 different medical forms moved out of the places we were living in last month and we ordered at least enough items from Amazon to quarantine like American. Y'all know how (laughs) (laughs) to quarantine like Americans. I said what I said. Y'all heard me. Because y'all know we are spoiled, so we done bought a diffuser, mm-hmm. and we got essential oils. I done packed my favorite salad dressing. Don't leave me out here by myself, Adrian. You know you packed some, pack some stuff. I have multiple popcorn seasonings, enough to last a year, well past quarantine. <laughs> I got my little salad fixes, girl. I'm right there with you. Oh, yes. And I hope y'all don't think that we just going to go into a grocery store or a um, Walmart or a Target and pick up some hair care products and Kuwait and in Asia. No, ma'am. All of our hair care products have been packed up in our suitcases. Listen, we don't have a question because our attention is all over the place. However, we do have some things that we would like to share with you all because we know that we are not the only ones that are ready and preparing to travel abroad. Oh, yes, there are teachers out there, parents out there, students out there packing up their bags to go back to life abroad. So, Adrian, how did you get to Kuwait in the middle of a pandemic when the borders are closed down? How did you get to Kuwait? So let me first say this was unexpected. I thought I wasn't getting out of here for some weeks. I thought it was well into October, well into October. And normally I would need to have all of my paperwork go through the traditional process of authentication. But COVID, you know, has made that process that I could have streamlined in two, maybe three weeks at most take who knows how long. So my school was like, nah, we getting y'all over here. We've made some adjustments. Really, we need two things to get you out. We need that FBI check clear and we need these medical forms. Simple enough, right? (laughs) Sounds like it. Back in the day, it would have been. But tell us the process (laughs) in a pandemic. These medical forms, girl, I'm running around here, there, everywhere, getting forms, lab tests. I think one day I got poked about 15 times with different needles, swabs and everything else in between. And so that was taking forever to get my doctor to take all of those different things and put them into these forms that I needed. So finally, okay, yes. I got there. I'm good. I have my FBI check. I have my medical forms. I'm good, right? Then they're like, we're ready to issue the ticket, but you need to tell us when you're going to have your COVID test done. There are hundreds of places doing tests. Oh, I thought this was going to be easy. Um, 30 calls later, 
I'm like, uh, what's going on? I mean, Melissa, I called you. I was like, girl, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even think I can get out this country because I don't even know how to get a COVID test. And it's a very specific test. It has to say PCR. It has to be within this certain amount of time. And if it's outside of this time, oh, they will turn you around at the gate, like won't even let you to the gate. And this happened to some of my coworkers. They're like, oh no, this doesn't say PCR. So they ended up written hotel rooms and doing all types of crazy stuff. So finally, I find a place that is geared to us, to expats, to people who do this abroad life, who travel abroad on a regular basis. So now I'm like, okay, I got the test. I went, got my little nose swabbed. Everything was good. So I arrived to the airport in Michigan, ready to leave. Bags packed everything. My mama's there came in town just to see me off today just like uh you can't get on this flight you have to have your report printed here right now I was like well I was told I just needed it for the international flight she's like "Mm -mm, I'm not checking you nothing wow I can't try and come back tomorrow because then what am I gonna have to do go back get another test rebook so I gotta get on this flight right listen Can I just say, when we tell you all drivers that we need to get out, we are not talking about hundreds of dollars on tickets. We are talking about thousands of dollars. Just to give y'all a quick understanding, for me to get from the United States of America to my next assignment in Asia, 5,800 U.S. dollars for me to go Mm. one way. So let's be clear when we say we need to get on the flight. We need to get on the flight. Now, yes, of course, we are understanding that businesses have discounts. They have arrangements. And I still recognize that for a normal walk up to the airport and pay for a ticket person, you're going to drop 5000 And so what Um, happened, girl? Oh, I'm ready for this story, y'all. God bless me with Claudia. I just, I mean, literally, I've never had service like this before, and I surely haven't had it in the United States. She worked some magic on them keys. She was back there for a while, but she found a way to rebook me onto the later flight. Then I call up to the doctor. I'm like, dude, I need these results. Like, he expedites them, emails them to me. She prints me not one. Not two, not three, but four copies of my COVID test to make sure no matter who asks for it, I have it. (laughs) Y'all better hear us up in here today because our life traveling abroad is a representation of many of your lives, although you don't live and travel abroad. Sister, friend, auntie, mama, grandma, God's going to give you that paperwork. Listen, he will move the person that's trying to block your blessing out of the way and bring you a Claudia, okay? And Claudia, if you listen to this, thank you right now. All the Claudias in the world, we just want to say thank (laughs) you, okay? What happened next is, so Claudia shows up on the scene and Claudia is printing and typing. Yes, so Claudia... I mean, I don't I don't know how she gets me on it. She works magic. She gets all of my bags through without some exorbitant cost that was originally discussed. And I'm flying and en route. From that point on, everything was so smooth. Kuwait, they not playing no games. 
I get off the plane. I'm in one line that is socially distanced with people monitoring you, telling you where to stand, where not to stand. Then you go to somebody else. Then there's a whole scanning of the body. I don't even know what that machine was checking. Then from there, I'm going and then you have to sit with like a medical officer. I don't really know what this person was, but then they're going over what are the rules? What are the expectations? Checking. Do you have the app for quarantine on your phone? Is it active? Do you know how to use it? Do you understand the ramifications of not following the rules and all of that? Finally collect my bags and get to the apartment. And it's like, wow, this has happened. (laughs) Like I'm here (laughs) in 14 days of quarantine. And for me, my preparation to my next assignment has been just as detailed. So although I'm not going to Kuwait, It is just as detailed to fly abroad and go to other countries. It's not like it was. It's brand new. And although I don't have lots of questions for myself or for Adrian, nor does this episode have a lot of questions or any central question that we're focusing our attention on, I am still serving the people some tea. When I woke up today, I saw the title of my devotional and I said, This is it. Y'all know those moments, those this is it moments when you walk into the brand new house and you say, this is it. When you see that man across the street and you say, this is it. When you check your credit report for the final time and you see that your credit report is excellent and you say, this is it. That devotional gave me all kinds of this is it vibes. Before I share my devotional with you, I want you to know that there are several different people that start their day and end their day in several different ways. A devotional has become a part of my routine. The word devotional is characterized by devotion. Y'all know I'm a wordsmith over here. And the word devotion, according to dictionary.com, means profound dedication and earnest attachment to a cause or a purpose or a person an assignment or appropriation to any purpose or cause. For example, we can have a devotion of our resources to exercise or educational enhancement. I have a devotion of my time to reading and listening to God. And today during my devotion, I read a devotional by Anne Graham Lotz. Let's get into the devotional. An extreme makeover. Then He who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. In Genesis 1.11, Let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the earth that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kind, and it was so. I wonder what it would have been like to watch the bleak, barren, desolate planet suddenly soften with spidery ferns, exotic orchids, weeping willow trees, fields of grass, until it was breathtakingly beautiful. I wonder, what would that have been like, drivers? You know what this is. This is our, oh, not our cricket moment. 
this. That's right. You know that this is our mindful moment. What would it be like to envision the bleak, barren, desolate planet suddenly softening with orchids and trees and ferns and grass? Beautiful, beautiful vegetation. Wow. I mean, just that image, like literally, and I think that mindful moment in it, just that's mm, that is just something to really be in awe of, especially I've been looking out my window a lot. So guess what, sis? She did not stop there. She went on to challenge us with these questions and to give us some more encouragement. What does the land of your life look like? Is it drab and devoid of the real beauty of joy and happiness? Is it desolate from lack of love? Perhaps it is even ugly because of the scars of sin and suffering. If God, through the power of his word, transformed planet Earth into something that was beautiful, he can do the same for you. Ask him for an extreme makeover. Blessings from Anne Graham Lott's devotional. What is in my life that you are doing an extreme makeover on God? And of course, it's going to be hard work, right? And that's why I am serving the people heavenly tea, not the unsweet watered down tea that does not quench your thirst. My tea is this. My trustworthy everyday advice is read a devotional. Girl, that tea was for me. I mean, talk about one time. I literally restarted my devotional since quarantine. And you are reminding me, make that a habit. And devotionals are powerful. And they help to keep you grounded. And like you said, do that reflection. Especially when I'm trapped in this apartment where you have a Ministry of Health app that asks you to take four selfies a day and keep your location setting on so that they can track all of your movements. Yeah, these other countries, they ain't playing no games. Like, they are serious. Like, quarantine is not shelter in place. So aside from that, I really had to do a windshield check and think about what was ahead and how I could use this quarantine as a gift of solitude to my advantage. Right? Definitely, definitely, so, sis. Because with the birthday balloons blocking the rearview mirror this episode, we definitely need to make sure that we are doing a windshield check. Right. This really led me to ask myself, how can I be a better me after all of this, after being stuck in this space. So I decided to do some real self-care. And, you know, like we were talking about, it started with that devotional. Then I started to open this really powerful journal by a sister named Kendall C. Tyson. And this journal is really special to me. It's called My Illuminating Mind. Now, this journal is special because it's symbolic of a memory of the life I just left. I got it as part of a Black girl's Secret Santa, right? I've never done anything like that. These are women I didn't know from all over um, 
different parts of Asia, right? We did this gift exchange. And so I gave that person information about where I was in life, what my goals were, what's important to me, and let her kind of have some liberty to kind of bless me. So I would have never even known about this journal had it not been for this great now sister friend. Like this is the power of having a tribe and being able and willing to have new people enter into your tribe, right? And being open to new faces because that's what this was. And so it has everything from quarterly goals, a mini dream board, an I am page. I mean, it's just amazing. And so each day I'm doing something in it, whether I'm journaling, goal setting, giving myself some positive affirmation words, just really kind of digging into me, which includes looking out my window. And from there, I just make sure to make the most of the day at my new home, right? So this journal is a representation of my past, but it's giving me a window into my future. And girl, I'm doing some cooking because, you know, this food that's sometimes being sent to the door. Oh, girl, I had to make sure I did a grocery order because I need to be able to do some cooking for myself. (laughs) Um, I mean, when you're legally forced to stay in your apartment, not just requested, but legally forced to stay and have no reason to leave, um, it's definitely not the life I left when I was in America. And I think sometimes we're scared of aloneness, but today I'm serving peaceful solitude, right? That you can be in solitude and it can be peaceful. It doesn't have to be feel alone, right? You can find new ways to bring in your tribe and to relate to others or spend that time really digging into you, whether that's with that devotional, which I thought was some great tea. Thank you for serving it. Or whether it's with some yoga or some journaling like I'm doing, like whatever it is, peaceful solitude, that's what I'm serving you. One of the things I want us to talk about is this idea of being stuck. I heard you say that you are trapped, that you're legally forced to stay. And me being the thinker that I am and all of the drivers out there being the thinkers that you are, I know you're asking yourself the same thing I'm asking myself when I listen to Adrian is why are you choosing to be stuck? Why are you going to a place where you are legally forced to stay in your apartment. I really want us to jump into why are we choosing this life? And not just Adrian and I, why are we choosing this life abroad? But why are you choosing the life that you have? So for me, I know the return back to where I'm going It is filled with mountains to climb. It is filled with rough, unchartered pathways. And I love every moment of it. I remember before I left Adrian to go abroad for the first time in 2014, I asked myself in my beautiful, amazing dream job in the United States of America, in the house that God blessed me to be able to have, I asked myself, is this it? And the answer is, And will continue to be no. God will give you all of what you have capacity to receive. And for those of you listening to The Drive, it is clear. We have the capacity to receive more of what God has for us. More of the adventure that Adrian was asking me about. I have been adventurous. I have been climbing up Stone Mountain. And you can check out all of my adventures on Melissa at Think Create. 
on Instagram while I was climbing up the mountain for the first time in 2020, by the way. So I want y'all to know it was truly a moment I will remember. I want to tell y'all about the adventure. So go with me. I've already been doing four miles a day. So y'all know I'm rolling up onto Stone Mountain like, girl, you got this. Okay, I put my backpack on because y'all know we have to have a medical assistance bag with us everywhere we go. I have sanitizer, water, mask, everything. Yes, even while I'm outside, just in case somebody wanted to act crazy and try to come for me, I could spray them down with disinfectant and cover my face. <laughs> Way Let's to be, be prepared, clear. Melissa. Melissa got it. I said, I got this. So, you know, I start up the hill. There are two paths that you can go up. There's one path where you spend most of your time climbing big, huge rock. And then you go into a big, tremendous, steep hill. Then there's another path where you spend most of your time going up a steady incline with these little tiny rocks that remind you of gravel in your garage. Well, y'all already know I'm slow and steady is the way. So I always go the slow and steady little rocks a route. With that being said, there are only maybe five or six people that I see the entire time I'm going up that pathway. Then when I get around the corner to where you get to see the beautiful view, I begin to hear this rumbling like a car. I'm turning around looking like, who is this? Meanwhile, they're probably in the car like, who is this? Because in, in reality, I'm on their path. <laughs> I'm on the driver's path walking when I should be on the walker's path. However, I'm excited because we're both at the junction where everybody gets to watch these trucks. I was able to see not one vehicle, not two vehicles, not three vehicles, four vehicles climbing the steepest part of the mountain. And guess what I noticed? What's that, sis? The driver got stuck. Mm. Exactly. And so, of course, you know, I'm fascinated at this point because y'all know I am the co-creator, thank you, God, of the Drive podcast. And so I am going to stop and watch these drivers get up this hill. And I'm going to be learning, of course, because everything that I see, I use as a lesson to teach me. So what did I notice? They did not just keep revving down on the gas. No, ma'am. No, sir. They stopped, got out of the car, got out of the truck, and began to investigate why they were stuck. They solved the problem and then continued on. And you know what I learned? You are stuck because you are climbing a mountain. And you are doing hard things. And doing hard things like trekking over rocks, maneuvering around potholes, of course you are going to be stuck. That is a part of life. And yes, you can try to go where there are no rocks and there are no bumps and there are no potholes on your path. But let's be honest, that's not a reality. So I want to say to everyone, don't panic. Investigate the issue. Solve the problem. And continue driving up that hill, sister friend, because you got this and you will make it to the top and so that was my amazing adventure watching not just me make it up stone mountain but four truck drivers it was amazing that sounds amazing i i, 
I was on looking at your video like, what is going on? That was amazing. I mean, just to visually see that. And if I have to answer why I'm stuck, why I'm choosing to still do this, well, beyond this being God's assignment for me, I really have some very clear goals for myself that I have would struggle to accomplish if I stayed in the U.S. The reality is I was able to do so much more in the few years of me being abroad than my entire career. So within my first year abroad, I went from the classroom to a coordinator to a director. These doors were open. I mean, it was just amazing. I got to do my Ed Leadership Certificate from Cambridge, one of the best schools in the world. I mean, I hadn't put this on my radar. God put it there. And this is where I really started to define who I wanted to be as a leader. Just this journey has just been amazing. I started a website, worldwideeducator.org, and it wasn't about me. I didn't start that website for me. I started it to share with teachers across the globe. You know, I took up reading. I struggled with reading as a kid. Like reading was like hard for me, you know. Um, but you know, coming abroad, I, I said, let me dive back into it. And I did all of this while traveling, paying off massive debt. You know, life abroad has really helped me to prioritize and to pour into myself so that I can better pour into others. I am a more confident and peaceful version of myself than I ever was. Yeah, that's one of the things I loved about going abroad myself is that I noticed that you're able to prioritize yourself. For those of you that have not been abroad in education or medical or the bank industry, because there's several ways that you can travel abroad and live there with your entire family. You do not have to be unmarried. Uh, one of the things that you are going to notice is that your company is going to pay for your mortgage. And so that is a tremendous release of finances for you to now say, oh, okay, now I have these finances. How do I prioritize them? What do I care about? What's important to me? Right, right. You know, it's just been it's just been a gift. You know what I mean? And um, just because of all the gifts and the gems, the lifelong sisterhoods that I've created. I mean, you wouldn't be in my life had I not answered the call to go abroad. Drivers, when you feel stuck, stop. Evaluate the situation. Grab some help. That might be some help that comes for a moment like Claudia or a lifetime like my mama and create a plan to continue up that mountain. Be sure to thank those people along this journey and celebrate with them. Don't worry about if in this moment your celebration outshines your rearview mirror. It might be time to look ahead and simply enjoy that celebration. Rearview mirror or not, pick up that devotional. Share it with someone else because I promise you that devotional is not just for you. It's for your tribe. Now, sometimes we might need to have some peaceful solitude. Dig deep and enjoy your celebration with your tribe or enjoy your peaceful solitude. In the rear view or the windshield, keep pushing on the drive. Drivers, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, adios. Bon voyage. Au revoir. Ciao. Bye, peace. Aloha.
Arrivederci. Yeah. We're doing better, y'all. Hey. That's because we wrote that in, guys. We weren't going to leave y'all. We're going to make progress with these goodbyes. Yes. Okay? Yes. Leveling up. Leveling up. Until next time, we love Bye-bye. you. God bless.